Welcome back everybody to Lively Extra when 30 minutes is not enough. Let me reset the panel again. Scott McKay and Steph Machado and Dan McGowan. What a great law firm. McGowan, Machado, and McKay. You could do a lot of damage in Rhode Island. Um, let's go back, Steph. I wanted to follow up on what you had said in the main program. I was your, your outrage about reporters. You know, we used to be the good guys back when Scott and I started years ago and our stock has, you know, kind of gradually gone down in large part because of this president, because who has called out reporters by name, who has said that we're fake news and enemies of the, the media. I wonder how you feel. Well, let's just talk about the events that went on on Wednesday in general, but as you feel as a reporter, not covering it, but watching it and thinking about our brethren down there in Washington, what was going through your mind, Steph? Yeah, I mean, it's, a, you know, it's upsetting to watch because I know exactly what they're doing. They're there just trying to document this protest um, that turned into, of course, a riot and a mob, but they're not there to take a, a stance. They're not there to condemn. They're literally there to document history for the American public, all those images we all watched uh, on our TVs on Wednesday of what was going on at the Capitol was because of journalists, in particular photojournalists. So to see them being physically attacked, their cameras trashed, it really is upsetting. Um, and and I, and I want to say we see this locally as well, and this isn't um, limited to uh, pro-Trump folks. You know, we had a number of Black Lives Matter protests here in Providence where some protesters destroyed local reporters' cameras and or tried to block the cameras and said, you don't have permission to, to film me. And it's, it's confusing because as you said, we used to sort of be this neutral party that was documenting what was going on. And you'd think that if you were marching through the streets, giving your opinion about something that you, if no one sees it, it doesn't matter. So you would think you would want the cameras there to tell the world what you think. But there has been this increase in animus towards um, the press um, from a, a large number of people, and it's it's upsetting to see, and I, I'd like to solve it, but um, it's hard to convince people when there are so many opinion journalists on, on the left and the right that have clouded people's opinion of the news media as a whole. Dan? Yeah, you know, I, I think Steph said that more eloquently than, than I certainly could. I mean, I, I think one thing to really keep in mind is you know, we live in this world where, where with social media, everything looks the same, right? You know, a couple of hundred characters here or there, you know, you're going through your Twitter feed and the, uh, you know, the opinion of one columnist, let's say in a newspaper, looks a lot similar to what, say, Maggie Haberman from the New York Times was reporting or what Steph Machado is reporting for Channel 12. And I think, you know, there, there's this real need for for media literacy, uh, to, for people to understand the difference between opinion makers and, and actual reporters. And there's no, you know, that's not to dismiss anything. We need opinion in this world. I think opinion is good. Um, but it has been noticeable, particularly under Trump, as we've, uh, you know, as we've seen now, you know, Fox News is not considered conservative enough for so many folks. So you've got two more stations down the dial where they get more conservative and more conservative. And by the way, we should own the fact that uh, the media hasn't always been, uh, you know, when everything is a four alarm fire, then, then it, uh, nothing becomes a four alarm fire. And so, you know, there, there was a stretch under President Trump. There are times where I think the media has probably uh, embellished or just been taken, had stronger takes, impeach him for everything. Um, and and, and 
uh, that, that gets people confused about what they're seeing and they don't know the difference between you know, what is opinion and what is actual reported news. It's concerning. Scotty. Yeah, you know, I don't see how the media can be exempt from a society where everything is political. The national anthem, football, whether or not somebody wears a uniform at a Celtics game that says Black Lives Matter. I mean, we are just in a very crass period in American society where we're at each other's throats all the time. I think that both Steph and Dan make some very, very uh, good and in way poignant points here because the internet was supposed to bring the world to your living room, but I think it only brings you to your living room. And the anonymous way that people deal with it, you know, when you work for a newspaper in the old days, as Jim and I were lucky enough to do, and Dan still is, uh, if you wrote a letter to the editor, somebody called you up and asked you if that was your name and if this was the letter that you sent. And sure enough, there was some accountability there. And nowadays, people get on these internet screeds with names like Tom Rabble and, you know, uh, Fartwell, somebody, and it's just <laughs> crazy that we have this kind of anonymous insanity just coursing through our political discussion. And then Trump comes along and kind of knocks the guardrails off. And sure enough, we've got things like Charlottesville with both sides are very good people. And then you have what happened, uh, you know, yesterday at the nation's capital, where you have, for the first time we've ever really seen this, I think since the Puerto Rican nationalists in 1950s, uh, really, we've got a breach and guns and people with Confederate flags and crazies rampaging through the seat of our government. And this is where this kind of stuff lands. Let me ask the youngsters on the panel, I say that with all due respect, Steph and Dan, where social media fits in. And the, the issue I have with, and you know, Maggie Hager, Haberman for a while, along with the Bishop Tobin, took a break from Twitter. <laughs> I've always yeah. said, what you say on Twitter, could that go in your publication? And a lot of, right. a lot of reporters get in trouble. I wonder what your view is. I use social media to promote my work. I'll offer an occasional opinion, but I really play it pretty straight laced. Now, you may call me old school. You see a lot of people tweeting all about personal stuff. You represent your organization, whether you like it or not. So I'm wondering, just a minute each, Steph, let me start with you. Where does social media fit into your work? So for me, I would not tweet something that I would not also report, you know, on our website or on TV. Now, might I say it more casually sometimes on Twitter? Absolutely. And do I sometimes tweet about something unrelated to the news, like the snow outside or, you know, something about what I'm cooking? Absolutely. But in terms of, I see so many reporters who are tweeting rumors or speculation or just things that are not as professional about the news than what they would say in the newspaper or on television. And I know, and I think it's really important to remember that your Twitter feed is an extension of you as a reporter. And I'm not going to say something on Twitter about what I'm reporting on that I wouldn't say in the actual news outlet that I work for. Obviously, you know, I've, I'm, I've been using social media since high school. It's definitely a part of my generation. Um, but, you know, on my private Instagram account where I post pictures of my friends, I still keep it 
professional, but, but I'm not, it's not public. I don't let the viewers see that, but I think on your public social media accounts, it's important to remember that you're a reporter and you're trying to um, be trusted by the public. And if they can't trust you on Twitter, based on what you say on Twitter, why are they going to trust you when they're watching you on the news? Dan, you get the last minute. Yeah, I mean, look, Steph and I have only had a career where social media is vital, right? It's a way to get out your your stories. It's, you know, essentially a new version of the AP wire in many ways. And so um, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, certainly uh, being able to connect with readers and, and, and viewers is, uh, I think, is it's really important. It's a really great tool uh, for promotion of your work and your organization or other people's work. But yeah, the downside is, um, it equalizes everybody. There, people do not care that you know the blue check mark next to your name doesn't matter at all. And and so in equalizing everybody, it means that uh, the the opinion you know Johnny McHaterson's opinion is the same as what Steph Machado is reporting, and people get I think very uh, I think it confuses people. Um, I do think though I mean look it's it's here to stay. It's not going to change. And one of the things I really like to do is I actually do like to engage with people. I don't care how many followers they have. It's not about that. It's more about saying like, hey, look, I'm a human. I make mistakes at times. Um, and, and, and I think that has helped, at least for me. Um, but when you have, you know, when you're dealing with 100,000 or a million Twitter followers, I think it's, it's, it's different. It's more difficult. So the more high profile you get, the more difficult it can be. All right, folks, I wish I had another couple of hours. Thank you. We really appreciate your time. You're some of the best in the business. Scotty, we're the old war horses. Nice to see the youngins coming up and, uh, and <laughs> filling the ranks. Dan well, and Steph. Great. Yeah, Dan, it is. I it remember is. when I was uh, covering the Vermont State House in the 1970s. Quickly, quickly. I had a typewriter. <laughs> Oh, there you go. What's that? A manual typewriter. <laughs> yeah, don't say I that. Yeah, you covered the Civil Civil War, too. Listen, that's all it's the time Scott, we I covered the Vermont State House with an iPad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's uh, yin and yang. Steph and Dan and Scotty, thank you. And thank you, folks, for joining us. Come back here next week as the Lively Experiment continues. Have a great week.